It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a dope podcast to grind to. What's up, y'all? This is Frank Fawcett. I'm here, the Fawcett Media Podcast. You know, um, I've been meaning to put up an episode for like a long time. Let's just put it like that. And, um, you know, it's been tough, but I got to do it. I got to get back to it. I got to get consistent with this thing. So um, because I feel like more than ever now, our, uh, this message is very important. Uh, first of all, let me say rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Um, you've been an inspiration um, in in your passing and uh, the events of the last current last few weeks have illuminated the brilliant work you've been doing your whole life. I was a fan already. Um, and I knew that there was so much more that you were doing for your community, for this world. Um, so rest in power. Okay. Um, but yeah, like I said, back in the building, um, lots been going on right now. I've actually, been writing um i've actually been performing i've actually been hustling and um you know a lot of those things are interesting i'm i'm actually in los angeles right now um greater los angeles area been here for about five months i think the last time i checked in i was in atlanta um just you know out here going at the Hollywood thing again, you know, I'm an actor originally by trade, but in this day and age right now, and what we're going to learn through the course of this is that you can no longer just be an artist. Your art has to lead you to other disciplines. I've already started, you know, stretching myself. Uh, I'm currently editing a short project um i don't know exactly what medium it's going to fall under right now it's a short film but it could it's actually been uh designed and created as a as a pilot a television pilot so you know that that could lead me down a whole nother path you know what i mean like i could take this to television and then you know expand the idea or it could exist in the current form that it's in right now uh, the good thing about it is that it's already in the can and it's been in the can for a while because as the learning curve turns, <laughs> as you, you know, acquire these skills, you know, you have to also require the maintenance that goes along with it. So my computer wasn't able to handle some of the large files uh, for a long time. I scratched my head. I threw up my hands a couple of times and but I never quit. You know, I, I always knew. I would get back to it. Um, I finally had to wipe my whole computer, which was a whole task in itself, and um, put that thing, you know, into a new state so that I could handle the files uh, from the red camera that I shot on, as well as uh, I shot on um, a couple other cameras. And so I'm just going to piece this thing together. You know, I'm just going to put it together. I don't know how long it's ultimately going to be, uh, I showed the rough cut to a couple friends and it, you know, I'm getting really good feedback from it just based on the subject matter alone. 
And like I said, you know, at the top of the show with, you know, the passing of Nipsey Hussle is inspiration. It's inspiration to go out there and get it. It's inspiration to not let my limitations hold me back. And as a matter of fact, to to capitalize on the fact that, you know, you know, we come from a, a disadvantage. It's time we're heard now. You know what I mean? It's time that we start letting our voice and our stories get out to the public. And, you know, that means disruption. That means innovation. And that means uh, distribution, you know. So we've got so many outlets for content to get to people. And, you know, there was always something about me. I never wanted to just be another Internet performer. You know, like if you know my background, I've, I've studied acting, you know, for a, a solid seven years when I was, you know, in my early 20s. And, um, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't say that I, I put myself above anybody as an Internet comedian. I feel like they have an advantage because they haven't come from, you know, a theater background or like, you know, have been on a major network television show um, because they don't know any better they just go out there and say okay this is the way you do it but you know the paradigm has shifted and the game is totally different now so you know content creators from youtube uh instagram um you know going all the way back to the early days of twitter um everybody's everybody's having to make themselves more accessible um, now there's some guys I, I really don't envy their situation. They might have the millions of followers, but I mean they are on a strict schedule where they have to put out you know content constantly. And I think that's a luxury I have at this point is because I can I can maybe change the method of content this podcast you're listening to, or um, I can also you know, it's more than just like, you know, little clips, you know, because I, I feel like those guys that have been deemed Internet comedians are now obligated to the Internet in a way. And uh, if, if they decide to grow and go into some more mainstream stuff, then that takes away from their Internet presence and potentially harms them. You know, um, you know, that's the question, the age old question of do they love me? uh do they love me for the stuff I'm putting out consistently or do they just love me? You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like a lot of them get caught in the trap of, you know, um, constantly being on a schedule to put out content, ad paid, paid content, you know, and how do they monetize it? Now it could be cool to, you know, work for brands and, you know, put the ads in there. And I would love that extra money, man. That would, that would do wonders in my life. I could do, some serious production with that but like i don't know a lot of them are having to pay for their lifestyle you know they're having to pay for you know travel and you know clothes and all kinds of things that that go along with being a, a popping internet comedian you know whatever and I, I i can see them struggling through the growing pains but you know it's 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 a it's a good thing it's all good you know, because that opportunity didn't exist when I was coming up 15 years ago when I was, you know, out here. Um, but either way, um, 
everything's bright. You know, we're looking up. We're looking up, up, up. Because, you know, I just uh, wrapped a play called Inhalation. It was a workshop reading series for the uh, Inkwell Theater. Um, we did it in Los Angeles off of Pico Boulevard at a theater I had worked for, I think now 13 years ago. Um, they've since ch- changed management and ownership, but um, back then it was called the Black Dahlia. Now it's called the VS Theater. And we did six nights uh, over two weeks, four uh, four week rehearsal process, which was quite grueling, um, because there were some initial ideas that we wanted to, you know, almost you know come within an inch of staging this reading. <laughs> we were going to really put on this play, and I think you know what we ended up doing, which was uh, a kind of mix of, you know, staging and uh, reading from from. Um, music stands, uh, I think it was just as effective, if not more so, because we got to focus on the musicality of the language. It's written by a playwright named John Lavelle. Um, really great guy. He um, he was prolific in his revisions of this thing because he really wanted to get it right because it was about, you know, firemen in 1978. He comes from a family of firemen. His dad was a fireman that... Um, inspired my character, I believe. And, um, you know, I played the lieutenant of this firehouse in this, in uh, Brooklyn. <laughs> it was called the Soul Patrol, and it's based loosely based on reality, a black, uh, majority black firehouse in the Brooklyn section, I think, in, um, I forgot what section it was exactly. But, but yeah, so we fictionalized and kind of went around, gave a story about it and gave me, you know, some really meaty, dramatic moments to sink my teeth into. About time, right? You know, I've been um, been looking for a vehicle for that for a long time. So I'm very grateful for them. And, um, you know, the whole team at the Inkwell Theater, uh, Annie and Dan- Daniel, and um, they just put together a good show and it's good, good, um, artistic fertile ground um to put this thing on so i'd like to see where it goes you know uh no guarantees that i'll be involved in the next incarnation of this play but you know i wish them all the luck and uh and the best with it you know we really affected some audiences i i saw it firsthand you know there was people in tears you know as well as you know boisterous laughing you know i had a couple people come and i had to ask him i was like (laughs) i was like was that you laughing in the back like i just heard this you know kind of very cutting laugh that cut through so i think people enjoyed it overall and you know that's all i can ask for you know that's all i can hope for as an artist is that my work affects people and really touches them you know in a way um great cast i had worked with some of the guys before on a showcase that i did out here so you know i i really hit the ground running in la to be out here five months have already done a substantial reading and you know also a showcase for the industry uh which was more geared to the writers um i can maybe talk about that on a whole other episode it's called tish other um i'm a graduate of nyu grad acting and um so that made me uh, eligible to participate in this kind of 
partially funded showcase for you know writers and it was a great idea you know we uh collaborated with writers uh directors and you know of course we were actors and uh yeah that was also another positive event i think that actually yeah it definitely um got me the opportunity to do inhalation um but yeah like very positive in good spirits um I'm going to get back to this editing uh, soon and uh, try to try to work on my marketing plan or whatever hook I can make, because I want to want to put this out in a way where it doesn't just happen on the Internet. Nobody sees it. You know, (laughs) like I feel like there's so many of those things we put out into the Internet. And I think that's why I'm selective still about what I put out there, uh, because, you know, they they can linger in obscurity until that, you know, until that moment hits. Um, what else have I been doing all year? I went to a couple premieres and parties. I went to the Punisher premiere for the second season with my good friend Royce Johnson, who I should have on this show um, at some point. We've been talking about it for months, but, uh, you know, we'll get around to actually setting up the thing. And like I said, I'm going to start being on here more and more often. I know I say this every time, but um, I thank you all for listening um, to the Fawcett Media Podcast. Um, this is a powerful medium, and I, I need to take it more seriously and uh, you know, realize that this is this is minor commitment for uh, a, a very impactful gain. I don't even know if I said that right, but uh, <laughs> I feel like somebody's going to gain some knowledge from what I've got to offer. You know, I've been in this business technically since I was 16 years old. And, and I just think as a wealth of knowledge that I want to share with people. And, you know, that's always kind of been my personality is like, sure, it's great to get it yourself, but it's also great to facilitate others it's equally as great if not greater so i'm gonna go ahead and sign off right now and like like i said i might just come back with some quick hits you know as the day goes as thing goes and um as i kind of refine my recording process and i hope you enjoyed it um i'll talk to you later